Hi friends, welcome. Today I want to talk about why I think it's a healthy thing to continually take on challenging projects. Projects that put you in a fair bit of scrutiny, a fair bit of frustration, uh, that are full of chaotic situations or mundane situations, whether that is an external thing that's happening or something that's happening internally with you more so. This makes you a more well-rounded person, a more patient person, a more calm person, perhaps, a more endurant person. I don't know if that's actually a word, but it's my word. Now, I don't think that there is a uh, greater visual representation of overcoming challenge than the highest mountaineering challenge in the world. That's not an accurate statement. The highest mountain in the world, which is Mount Everest, has always been something that has fascinated me, watching people overcome that challenge. I think it's such a, a wonderful visual representation of what overcoming any challenge in life is like. I think mountains are such wonderful analogs to the creative process. I came across a short film by a guy named Elia Saikali. I did my best. And... This is the most interesting short film about Mount Everest that I have ever come across. The way that it was edited is what makes it so special to me. It's four minutes and 31 seconds long. And the only audio that you hear as you're engaging with the visuals that are happening, which are very raw, sort of uncut feeling, but they move along at a nice pace, well edited. The only audio you hear is the ambient audio of what's being captured on the camera in these scenes. There's no voiceover, there's no music. As they're approaching the top of Mount Everest, it seems to be just the the final ascent that they're taking on. You get to experience the monotony of trying to get up to the top of the mountain, trying to get to the peak, trying to get to celebration. And it's full of wind, and you feel cold because you can hear the sounds which imply the coldness of the wind and this, you see the snow. You just hear uh, different sounds of human expressions of overcoming things that are hard. There's one part where you just hear the breathing of the people. And I think it's, it's so beautiful. I think it is something that we miss in a lot of films like this. You get rid of the the in-the-trenches feel that you get with this. Now, obviously, uh, you want to have music in a short film sometimes to create an emotional quality, uh, to make something feel overwhelming, make something feel triumphant when you get there. That's a tool, too. But it is something that tells a different story than what this tells. And this one tells it so beautifully. I think all this newfangled, fancy, smooth EDM music and drone shots and crazy transitions, things exploding, people ripped in half. <laughs> you guys are like, what are you watching, James? I think all that's timely. I think it's a trend. I think the breathing sounds are timeless. Have you had a breathing sound in your latest short film? I think that 
it's it's going to stand the test of time, those breathing sounds. Where was I? I think that this is probably, at the moment, my favorite Everest short film. I think that, and this might change next week, I think that it is a wonderful representation of the trenches of being in a challenging project, a creative challenging project, or any challenging project in life. They all have commonalities with one another. So what do we learn from this process? One thing is we learn how to persevere. When you are in the midst of a project and everything is extremely difficult and there are times where uh, you maybe don't feel like you want to quit, but you don't want to be there. (laughs) You don't necessarily feel good about taking on the steps that are on the way in front of you. That it's something that you would like to not have to deal with if you didn't have to. You would like this cup to be taken from you. Or maybe you do want to quit. Maybe you are at a place where you're like, I just want to be done, but you have to keep going. You have to not stop because you have work to do. You need to be a professional. You have to finish this project. It's so important to you that you finish this. This creates endurance because you can't stop. Once you're in the middle, it's harder to stop. The interesting thing is at the beginning, it's really hard to start. But once you start, it's really hard to stop. Ah. So you learn how to succeed. You learn how to succeed on the trenches or on the mountain in this case. On the trenches, in the trenches. You strengthen your endurance muscle. It's a part of your brain called the endurance cortex. <laughs> you work that out when you put yourself in these situations. Uh, you learn to better problem solve. You learn how to overcome problems that you didn't think you would face and you didn't, at this point you realize you don't necessarily feel motivated to face, but you have to face them and overcome them anyway. You get the benefits of that. You get the benefits of overcoming that problem. And there are different benefits that come from overcoming that problem when it's extremely difficult, I think. Oh, I have a nice light beam on the wall back there. Uh, so that this is how... This is how we grow. Uh, This is how you learn what you don't want to do in life as well. I think this is an incredibly important thing. You don't know in quite the same way what you don't want to do in life until you put yourself in a place that you don't want to be in. What you think about while you're in that place in such a special and unique way is what you do want to do. It creates a lot of clarity for you. Uh, You learn to be more optimistic if you choose to be because you can go through the entire project and uh, you can come out on the other side as a very pessimistic and a very tortured and a very, what's the word, a very traumatized person and you can look back and go, that was terrible. You have to make a choice with this one. If you choose to, you can become a more optimistic person through overcoming this stuff. So what, what's, what's it like when you succeed? What does that feeling feel like? Why is it so important that we have this feeling? I have worked on many, many creative projects in the past. One, a couple of them would be what I would call photography projects, where you hold up a thing called a camera in front of this, there's an organ called an eye. 
you hold it up right there, you, you hit a thing called a button, and a thing called a shutter flips up, and a thing called a sensor gets exposed to a thing called a light. And that puts you in a position where you now have a photo. Now, you do that a bunch of times, and you have a photo project. <laughs> so I've worked with companies, and I have been in situations where it gets a little difficult, and I get a little confused, and I don't know exactly how things are going to work out. I have to figure out how to make them work. I have, and to, to make this practical, I'll have, you know, 20 more photos to make, and I'm two-thirds of the way through the project, and I've only made uh, five. <laughs> I have to figure out how to come up with those other 20. It puts a little bit of friction on you, and you grow through that. Uh, I've, I've had those types of projects. You learn in a specific way from those types of projects. You also learn from projects that are extremely challenging. And what I mean when I say that is the projects that I've been a part of, which are video projects, where, for example, I uh, created back in the day, I used to create videos for uh, youth camps at my church that I was a part of. And I would film all day, and then I would go back to the church office and I would sit in the office for hours and edit into the wee hours. There was one project where I did not sleep because I don't think I slept at all that night. Yeah, I did not sleep because I edited all night so that I could have a video for the next morning when the kids were going to show up and watch the thing. There were going to be, you know, 300 kids who uh, engaged with something that I put my blood sweat and uh, finger strength into all night. And so this was obviously difficult. There were parts where I didn't want to edit anymore. There were parts where I was very tired, and it was frustrating. But at the end, I was able to present to the people who were showing up to um, to watch it and to you know, enjoy their, the previous day. It was a highlight reel, right? I got to watch them experience that. I got to watch where they laugh. I got to watch how they reacted. And that was such a, a special experience that I think a lot of YouTubers, for example, don't get to have. They don't get to see their creation on a big screen and how people react in real time. Well, look at there. It appears that I ran out of recording time. So uh, when you're working on projects such as these, you learn how to create when you don't feel like you can create anymore. When you are tired and you're sleep deprived and your brain isn't working properly and you still create even in the midst of that. You come out the other side more confident as a more well-rounded creator, as a stronger creator. And you also learn things that are similar but different from projects that you don't want to be a part of at all, that you're not so passionate about, maybe you have to do them for money. I've had commercial editing projects where I don't want to be editing anymore, I'm not interested in what's going on here. And you learn special things from that as well. At least with this last project, I was really interested in, in the outcome. I'm, you know, I enjoy the process of shooting, editing, creating. I enjoyed what it was about. Uh, there are some projects where none of that exists and you still have to move forward. 
those are helpful <laughs> uh, in a lot of ways. Those make you into something that is looks like a professional, I suppose. Now, should you continue pursuing those projects? I think that's where the next point comes in, that you should focus on aligning yourself with meaning in order to take on the hard projects. Because then you have a reason, you have a purpose for being there, you want to be there, you know you have to be there, you know it's right for you to be there, you should endure, you should continue to move forward. So don't align yourself with easiness, align yourself with meaning. Because then the necessary hard parts of life become a part of the process of getting to that meaning. Uh, the passion helps you get through the mud, right? In the end, you come out of the, uh, of the hard project and you feel like you did what you couldn't. You feel proud. You feel successful. You feel aligned with purpose if you did align yourself with purpose. It is an incredible high to finish a video project for me, to see it be done, to watch it back and enjoy it and see it all together. Like you know, as you're editing, you see things in chunks, right? You don't see the full picture all the time. So when you get done and you're able to upload it to YouTube and see what it looks like with all the music there, all the colors there, everything, everything present, the whole story being told, it's a really special thing. I'm always glad that I did it at the end of these projects. I'm always glad that I went through it. There are some projects where I go, I'm probably never going to do that again, but I'm always glad that I went through it. I think this is also a choice. I think that you can be pessimistic going into and coming out of a project and not be glad. I used to think that you would naturally be glad. I think that most people have an inclination to be glad, but not everybody. I think that you can have a very negative attitude and come out the other side and not feel so good about what happened, like that was a waste of time. Well, me, I'm an optimist, and I'm always glad when I finish something that was hard, no matter what it is. A good example of this is me and my wife climbed a mountain together in winter with no snow boots. This was our first uh, winter in Utah, and we were not prepared. We didn't have the proper clothing items to n not incur horrible pain. And so my toes were freezing. I, I had a feeling within me of I'm, I might die. <laughs> it started getting dark on the way down. But anyway, we went up. It was... It got sort of intense, and on the way down, I think it probably got the mo no, the top of up was pretty intense, and then down was very intense. My wife started slipping around. She didn't have shoes that were grippy. She fell. She almost hit her head. I thought I lost my wife. <laughs> but, like I, I, or not that I lost her, but that I was this close to it because I saw how close her head was to the rock. There were tears. It was a whole thing. By the time we made it back down to the bottom the uh, night had fallen, it was dark, and it was getting colder. It was traumatic. We learned a lot from that trip. But at the end, I look back and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I went all the way up. I'm glad I didn't turn around when things started to get a little bit hard, or a lot a bit hard. I'm glad that I saw the mountain before me and knew I wanted to get to the top and that I wasn't going to give up unless things got like really bad. 
Another good thing about climbing a mountain is that when you are when you are at the different levels of climbing it, you always have a goal, and that's to get to the top. You can't stop in the middle, or else you have failed at your goal if your goal is to get to the top. So having that that goal in front of you is very important, very helpful. Uh, when you when you do these projects and you end up with the final result and you look at it and you you feel like you did a good job, it makes you happier. I think this process makes you a happier person. This process of overcoming peaks and valleys, right? Overcoming rest and reflect. Overcoming rest and reflect. The reason why I say reflect is because when you're not challenging yourself, you can take the time to think about what happened there, what you experienced and what you learned from it. And you can solidify more and and learn in more diverse ways through the introspection of reflecting what was to be taken from that experience. I think that's important too. Overcome, rest and reflect. Overcome, rest and reflect. I think that we as millennials, young folk, uh, or people who live in America, we are good at avoiding challenges. We're good at making life really smooth and easy. There's no up and down. It's just flat. And I think that you really lose something when you don't intentionally look for the peaks and valleys in life. So I would love to hear your thought. I would love to hear about a creative project that you overcame through blood, sweat, tears, death, or a broken heart. And if you have a broken heart, it's always good to sing a little song. And a song that always helps me is, Hold the line, love isn't always on time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the line, love isn't always on time. Oh, whoa, whoa. It's not in the words that you told me, girl. It's not in the way you say you're mine, oh. It's not in the way that you come back to me. It's not in the way that your love sets me free. It's not in the way that you look or the things that you say that you do. Hold the line. Love isn't always on time. Ho, whoa, whoa. Hold the line.